You're listening to Glitch Please number 66. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit roosterteeth.com. Well, get ready, John. I'm ready. Are we live? Are we live? <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every single week, whether you like it or not. I'm Ashley. <laughs> so combative with your audience already. <laughs> It's it's early. I'm still getting, drinking the coffee. Fuck you. We're talking about video games today. Strap in, motherfuckers. Uh huh. I like that intro. There you go. What's your name? <laughs> My name is John. <laughs> Hi. Yelly. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. We Tough did it. Shit, if you don't like it. We did it. We uh, got through the intro and we didn't insult you anybody. Like it, you know what's not said enough? I think people don't say tough titties enough. I yeah. think that's a great. Just term, uh, you know, that term makes phrase. Me, that makes me picture like real, like I don't know, like leathery, like leathery nips. Le- <laughs> leathery titties. nips. Yeah. yeah. Not the whole tit. Just the just the nip. Just the, the teat. Well, that's like the most sensitive titties. part, right? Like that's the that's the part. That, I that's the part. I if wouldn't you're, know. If you're gonna go if you're that's gonna go no-no part. someone for damage, you're gonna go for the nip. It sounds like something Alfred the Butler would say in Batman. <laughs> if like Bruce Wayne didn't want to go to some function. Tough titties, Master, Master Bruce. Wayne. You must go. <laughs> yes, it does sound just like. Like Alfred. Anyway, we'd like to thank MeUndies for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please, in which we will absolutely talk about video games. <laughs> And we'll be talking about more about uh, MeUndies a little bit later because they're one of our favorite sponsors. Uh, but before if they we weren't, we wouldn't that, talk about them. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. It's true. We do get to like thumbs up, thumbs down. But MeUndies is oh, yeah. Me undies easily is good. one of my favorites. I like their underwear. Whenever we get like new underwear in the office, it's like happy day. They've they've absolutely taken over my wardrobe. But this is not the part we talk about. It. This is the part where we talk about what we've been playing lately. You want me to go? Do you want sure. me to talk about Pokemon Go or not? <laughs> um, how, uh, have Is they added anything in the last week, John? Okay, well, I can give you a quick update. I do have an X-Raid from Mewtwo this Sunday, so what? I might get a Mewtwo. A but It's a, the special raid pass you get to go fight a Mewtwo and hopefully get a Mewtwo. It's called an EX Raid, so it's an X-Raid. Okay, so you... In order to get a Mew, you have to go. The Mew was a whole series like a whole of line, a bunch right? of quest lines. That's what Celebi is okay. right now. And Celebi, I might have by this weekend because I've been having to do the seven days in a row Pokestop run, and that ends tomorrow. And so after tomorrow, then there's like two super easy ones to get through. So I might have a Celebi and a Mewtwo by this weekend. And if I get the Mewtwo this weekend, that's 151 Pokemon that I'm done with the first generation because I have everything else. Mewtwo is the only one I need, which would be like, considering I've been playing this game for two years, it'd be great if I get 151. Um, you know what I don't understand is um, Andrew uh, Garfep from uh, from IGN. Yeah. He's, like I follow him. If you follow him on, I'm pretty sure his Twitter is Garfep, um, but he is constantly posting pictures of the shinies he's catching. I got. I've been. Yeah, shinies are a thing I've been going for. Although I didn't get any of the Johto ones that were happening recently. Everybody was posting like, I got a shiny, you know, snubble. Do you get like pretty pissed off when you, you get snubbed on that stuff? Totally. Uh, Jeremy Dooley is one of the worst people to be friends with as far as Pokemon Go. I can't imagine how Cat, his wife, deals with it. Oh, do people just give him stuff? No, he is mostly. He just because um, when you go to raids and you fight. There's even once you're done fighting the Pokemon, then you have to try to catch it, and it's only a certain percentage of you catching it. Then there's also a certain percentage that when you fight it, that you might get a shiny. Jeremy always gets shinies, and Jeremy always catches. And and it's and we're always like, you know, you have a big group of people like do a raid, and everyone's like, oh, I didn't catch it, he used all my balls, and Jeremy's like, I got it. He's just got a million of everything. Um, so yeah, Jeremy. He's is, one of those super lucky people. He's one of those super lucky people, and it's annoying. That's why I hate playing with Teddy, Bernie's youngest. 
the luckiest person I've ever met. He is, he is. I've played games with him as well. Um, he never, like, doesn't catch whatever he's going for. He's absolutely got shiny. He's just like, oh, I don't know, whatever. It's a shiny. Yeah. He, and he's, it's just so commonplace to him to get all this amazing stuff that he has no appreciation. Is there Craigslist ads <laughs> for like, give me 50 bucks and I will give you my shiny Mew? There's gotta be. Surely. There's but, gotta be. Because that's, I mean, you'd have to. you can trade Pokemon now. As long as you're in proximity to each other, like physically. Yeah, like in the Austin yeah. Yeah, there's, Craigslist. I know, there's a, I know there's a Pokemon Go Austin subreddit. Subreddit, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have an extra Kangaskhan that I can trade and Everyone keeps asking me for it, and Donnie from the office want, almost traded me his Mewtwo for it, but then he's like, I'm gonna wait till I get another Mewtwo, and then I'll give it to you. But now I'm about to get a Mewtwo, so I'm not gonna trade him my Kangaskhan, so I told him he lost his uh, chance. You can direct him to me, I've got four. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be in, and I'll be going out to London mm -hmm. in a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. And get a Mimes. Mr. Mime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, play, I've been playing that, obviously, <laughs> and, I, and I ended my Overwatch uh, League with a, not, not a good SR, but I did play a little bit of Grave, uh, keeper, Graveyard Great. Keeper. Good, because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm really excited that someone else has played it so we can talk about it properly. Yeah, I only played at the beginning of it, but... Oh, I, hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that... I'm, I'm going to like, I'm gonna deep dive on this one. <clears throat> so. Yeah, yeah we, we can go. Okay, we can go. Cool. That's it for All me. Right. I'm done. Mm -hmm. What you guys been playing? Uh, I, I, I we, know what Brian's been playing. We talked about, like, two weeks ago, we are like, we're all going to play World of Warcraft, and no one else played World of Warcraft, but I did. <laughs> well, Gus got busy. He's the... Uh, he was, um, he's been out the last couple weeks uh, working on some project. One of those is the Gus sexy calendar mm -hmm. that uh, I think they I walked in on showed. that shooting and I was very, like, aroused. <laughs> Weren't we all? But they, uh, I think they just showed, like, no, I wasn't. the potential. I was not aroused by it. Also, I'm going to be 100% honest. Don't be, I was not don't aroused. Be, don't be a hater, dude. I'm not a hater. I'm just being honest about what no, you're, you're what uh, sexually inspires me. And I'm sorry, but Gus does not sexually inspire me. I thought everything's sexually inspired. A lot of things do. Does he have too many arms? No, a lot of things do. But I'm just sorry. It's just, you know, it just, it just you know, some people just don't do it for me. It's fine. <laughs> Gus doesn't. Body well, shaming. I think. I'm not body shaming. I think that you got some serious issues. and I think, I think you're lying is what you're out. doing. You're, you're getting mad at me for body shame, but you're actually lying. <laughs> I'm very aroused Which... by Gus. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, Gus is a great sport. Those images, I've seen a bunch of them, and they're incredible. I, he had I, to I, have been a good sport. I aspire, <laughs> he was I aspire to have that level of confidence. I don't have that level of confidence. It's, it's incredible and, ad and admirable. Yeah. Because that dude is literally walking around the office in his underwear yeah. or a diaper. I was or, just thought, yeah, or um, and the like the nude stuff and stuff. He had like a dancer's belt, just like is the, that it? Like just that's covering it. like the oh whole man, and he's just he's here. He's just walking around. No yeah, fucking nuts. Lit was just on Always Open earlier this week and talking about my body dysmorphia. So it's like the exact opposite of what Gus has. Gus has the opposite of body dysmorphia. Yeah, so he's been out for that, and he's. I think we need to have him for a proper World of Warcraft discussion. Pro I don't think he's been playing. Proper crap. No, we were. Oh, no, I think he's been playing. I, I know. Yeah. I know he reinstalled, but I talked to him. Oh, I've been playing it. Mm, I'll ask him because yeah. he said he was reinstalling and he was going to be playing it again. So, but it's a good um, game. I'll check with him because I, I think I think that we should all like let it get some nice time. Too. Sure. But uh, Brian, you Dragon Quest Eleven. That's right. You got an early copy. That's not an early a real copy. Game. It is absolutely. It's the eleventh one, believe it or not, <laughs> in the series. Is it MMO? It is no ten was though, but this is uh, they're back to their roots. They're back to single player. If you've never played Dragon Quest, this is great. And it's not. I understand if people are intimidated. They're like, this is the eleventh game in the <laughs> fucking series. You really should drop the eleven. Yeah, but 
It is probably the best one yet. And Dragon Quest has... You would hope, though. The best one. You would one. hope that it wouldn't get worse. Yeah, but a lot well, of games will some have... some of them ups, fall yeah. off. Sure. Some games fall off. But uh, I think some people get turned off because it has a very, as you can see, cartoony art style. Uh, uh, Akira Toriyama does the characters, the guy who did Dragon Ball. They have had the same like creative team in place since the beginning, since it started in the 80s. It's just a very good old school RPG dungeon crawler. Um, um, one of the differences, the, as I understand it, between a series like Final Fantasy, which also has a billion entries, and they're also self-contained. Yes. And Dragon Quest is where Final Fantasies try to update their formula and change every time and evolve <laughs> it. And so now you get something like Final Fantasy 15, which gameplay-wise is extraordinarily different right. the than combat the systems school of Final are totally Dragon Quest does not do that at all. Right. It willfully refuses to. And in fact, not only does the combat Combat system stay the same. It's still turn-based. A lot of the enemies are still the same. You're still fighting blue slimes. You're still fighting um, a lot of the same. Uh, the the equipment a lot of the times is the same. You're still learning the same spells. But they do they do introduce new systems. There's some quality of life improvements and the storyline. It's it's very different. So it's it is an old school like RPG epic where you put. 100 hours into it. I mean, you have to um, you have to really, not necessarily grind, but it's just a long story. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot to do. Um, As I understand it, just the base story is going to take you at least 60 hours. Yeah, I'm only, yeah, I'm only like 15, 20 hours in. That's nothing. And That's keep like, in mind, I've gotten you've, to you've see the opening You got this like two credits. days ago. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been playing a lot. It's just fun. It's just, um, the, the series has a lot of history. Uh, Yuji Ori, who created it, also wrote Chrono Trigger uh, back in the day. Um, it's just, it's just one of those, like, yes, there's a lot of nostalgia for me tied up in it, but it's also just like, it's good. There's a good story. It's always, it's, it's also very similar, kind of like Zelda games. There's always like sort of a chosen one and he has to go save the world, but he meets up with a group of friends. They're always sort of different personalities mixed in. It's just a blast. Also, interesting side note, Dragon Quest introduced monster collecting before, years before Pokemon. In Dragon Quest V, and so, what, what was what were they used for? You could catch them, and then they would battle alongside okay. you. It was almost so, the same concept. So, so, what makes this one better than the rest of them? If most of the stuff is the same, like you said, um, graphically they've updated it, which they don't always do. Uh, the they made some quality of life improvements. I don't. I mean, my favorite one is the third one, but. It just this one just feels like more epic, and it's also it's also back on like main consoles. Like nine just came out for the DS, mm -hmm. and nothing against handhelds, but it, I don't feel like sometimes they do RPGs justice, especially like a nice like sweeping RPG. The voice acting's great. Uh, there are a lot of just jokes and puns in there. Um, one person just speaks uh, in verse, kind of. Um, they. I think Toriyama also hides Dragon Ball characters in the game. Like, I think I saw Master Roshi. I just tweeted a screenshot of, like, I think he put Master Roshi in there. So there's just, like, fun things. I don't know if it'll be my favorite, like, once is, once is all said and done. Um, that's probably three or eight. But 
it's just, there's just so much potential there. And like the, the reviews I'm reading so far, people who've gone all the way through and who played the Japanese version, uh, it's been out for a year in Japan. It's always been like way bigger in Japan than it, than it was over here. But um, so far, it looks really good. It's, um, it's just everything you want in like an RPG. I don't know, it was like a JRPG before they called them that. Mm. It was, you know, and also interesting, back when uh, Square and Enix were two different companies, like Square made Final Fantasy, Enix made Dragon Quest, they would sort of t like talk shit about each other in the games. Like they would put like little digs at each other, like put like the graveyards of characters from other games and you could read their tombstone. It was just like fun shit like that. I don't know, it's just, it's just wonderful. It's just a great, it's not realistic. It doesn't try to have like realistic graphics or physics or any of that. It's just like a video game. And it's just like a celebration of that. I like it. All right, so for what do you, Let's say never played a Dragon Quest. Yes. How, like, what do people need to know if they're going to try this out? Like you said, it's intimidating for one. It doesn't try to make itself accessible to non-fans necessarily, but it seems like every franchise needs to be able to attract new fans, otherwise it's slowly going to whittle down and die. Yeah, I think they're trying with this one, kind of what Final Fantasy did with 15 to try to, like, onboard new people. Um, they... I think they've made um, made the combat smoother and quicker. It's still turn-based, but it's like really fast. And you can even set everyone to auto attack if you want. Like you can auto grind, um, so that's good. There's also a thing, I, and The Witcher Three did this, but like in the if you haven't played for a while, the loading screens will catch you up. Like story so far, which every RPG should do that. So there's that. It's um, I think it. You don't need to have played any of the other games to enjoy this. Like, uh, the games used to be connected, but now they're just, this is a standalone, you know, if you've played it, you'll notice like a lot of references and things from past games. But uh, other than that, I think it's just more of a fan of if you like dungeon crawlers like Etrian Odyssey or Final Fantasy or things like that, this is that. It's definitely a throwback style. It's definitely not, you know, it doesn't try to be like modern, but it's it's. I think it's retro in like the the best sense of the word. So when are they going to come out with the battle royale mode for? It? <laughs> exactly. Because I just assume that right. that's going to happen. They don't. Right? Yeah, and they don't do that shit either. There's never. They don't have DLC or microtransactions or any of that shit. The the like the team has been in place since 1986. The music. The guy who makes the music is 87 years old. He's still making the music. They're all on life contracts. They yeah. never leave the building. Yeah. Yuji Ori is in his 60s. He just said, I've got 20 years of Dragon Quest left in me. <laughs> they just love making these fucking games. That's so good. So so I, do, I do admire that. Yeah, it's, it's... Big question, how did dragons figure into it? Um, they what, what are, the they're in the, they're, they're usually dragons in the games, but Toriyama makes all the enemies, so they're like cute looking Dragon Ball okay. Z monsters, okay. you know, so they're just, they have big eyes and they're like kind of cuddly. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're supposed to be bad. So, um, Very they're like cats where you're like, exactly. you're the worst, but also <laughs> real cute. Yes. Um, there's also a lot of, there's a little bit of fan service in there too. Uh, there's some, which I think IGN pointed out. There's some low cut, there's some, <laughs> there's some dancers with some low cut outfits in there. But They you, might have leathery nips, you don't know that. Yeah. I don't know it. But they need to move around too, that's their job. <laughs> 
Yeah, that looks like maybe it's from the MMO. Yeah, see how adorable that dragon that is? That is a very adorable dragon. That yeah. is very much a Denver the Last Dinosaur-like <laughs> dragon. <laughs> right. So it's not, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't go in for sort of the blood and guts or just sort of mm, like the macho shit. It's just very much what his, it has always been. Um, it's kind of like Monster Hunter. It was. It's always been big in Japan. It's never been big over here. I'm hoping this will be the one to kind of break it out. I doubt that'll happen. Why do you need it to be big here? If, if it's big in Japan, which means they'll keep making them, so they'll you keep, enjoy them. I just want them to keep, you know. You worry they'll stop distribution in exactly. America? Oh. Because 10 didn't come out here. Oh, okay, have, then I understand that. They have a hit, five and six didn't come out here until like 15 years later. So it's, I, I want them to at least keep, you know, doing those translations. So. Well, yeah. you know, it seems like it's got a lot going for it. One, the, like, it's the complete game that's not gonna nickel and dime you for all the microtransactions. Like, right. what you get is the game. Right. That's, you know, that's increasingly important right. because not, a lot of games are doing that these days, so yeah. it's nice when you find one, very refreshing. Yes. And there have been uh, a lot of other recent breakouts from longtime franchises that were bigger in Japan and now have started to explode. Uh, Persona, arguably maybe Persona 4 Golden was the start right. of that for Persona but in the West. Five, but then really, 5, really, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't, maybe that'll happen. I mean, this is definitely a game you can put more than 100 hours into. It's got, it's typically got post-game dungeons that are like basically bottomless or just super hard. So there's a lot of replayability and has just- anybody, Has anybody ever put a theory into why games like this are not popular in America? Because I'm sitting here going, I, this game doesn't really scream to me. Right. I used to like RPGs to a certain extent, but I just have, they've fallen off. But yeah. why is it that we don't really care for, but they're huge you know, elsewhere? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a Japanese game. I mean, it's. I think that's. They put that audience first and foremost. So I think you have to. But I don't know because they're great. I, like, didn't, they're, I, didn't know. I see. I like. I see the amount of enjoyment that some of my you know, American friends who yeah. like this kind of stuff go crazy about it. And I'm like, man, I really wish I liked this as much as you do right. because you are clearly enjoying this right. game a <laughs> right. lot. And I would love to enjoy something that much. I'm sorry, I cannot enjoy this game though. Totally. I don't want to play it. It might also come down to just what it is that groups of people are accustomed to, say, grinding for. Like you will play yeah. Overwatch yeah. a ton. More it's than not like hours. you're it's right. not like you're making some kind of progress and doing something that you've never done and unlocking it's all these It's increasing crazy your skills things. is what it's doing. Sure. But it's you know, like a JRPG versus playing say like a shooter or whatever. It's a very different kind of of activity. Yeah. Where, you know, in in a lot of JRPGs, there is grinding. You're very slowly building up your characters, yeah. but you do no, have to do Essentially the same thing over and over yeah. for a lot. If you don't have that kind of patience. Oh, I've I've played Super Mario RPG. I yeah. know about grinding and the, level and character level. There's <laughs> that there's that loop of go to a new town, they'll direct you. They need some shit from a fucking yeah, dungeon yeah, yeah. nearby. Yeah, go yeah. get it from the dungeon, come back, give it to them, cash in, upgrade your weapons. Have you, like do you watch Law and Order? No. It's it's kind of like what Law and Order episodes are. They're all kind of the <laughs> same. They're kind of procedural. They have the right. They have the same kind of cadence, but they're a so little. So it's the first season of Smallville. There's going to be a new monster that was made by the Kryptonite. You're going to yeah. go. He's going to go fight it. There's going to be Kryptonite involved. It's going to make him yeah. weak, and he's going to get past it and do it again next episode. But like Final Fantasy, will put like certain things in every game. Like you'll always have Chocobos. You'll always have a character named Sid. Are they Chocobos or Chocobos? Can we, yeah, can, Chocobos. We back, can we back up to how you pronounce? No, it? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't. It's know definitely how to choke about. I, I had a friend who pronounced him chocoboos. 
And I oh, thought that God. was adorable, Chocobot. but also, Chocobot. also real bad. <laughs> but like they'll they'll oh, they'll have the level up music, so they'll always have like a few you know things in there. Yeah, for of you. course. Dragon Quest does that times a hundred. Well, and it's just fun. It's just comforting. It I don't looks know. very it's, fun, and you yeah. and and with uh, what's his face doing the art the artwork style. Toriyama, yeah. Yeah, that Dragon Ball Z very uh, 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 recognizable look. Right. It looks very inviting. Um, it's just, for someone who likes that stuff, I just go like, "I'm like, God, I wish I liked that right, stuff." Right. It's just. Delightful. It's almost like my saying, "God, I wish I liked sports," because then I could fit in with all the other guys. Right. You right. know, but I but don't like it. But you see people like <laughs> passionate about it. You're like, I want to feel that way about yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I was. I didn't know what Dragon Quest was a few years ago, but I was walking around Akihabara in Japan, and uh, you can't go like five feet without seeing a blue slime, uh, like in yeah. convenience stores, right. in uh, arcades, in every store there. Yeah. Was something Dragon Quest related? That's amazing. It's it was unbelievable. And this is this is Akihabara. This is like a gaming slash anime district of Tokyo. But, still. but it's like it's crazy how pervasive pervasive it is. Yeah, they're holdovers from the very. I mean, they're carryovers rather from the very first game. They're just it's just this yeah iconic little blue. Uh, it's starred in its own games. Uh, it's funny you know, that spin-offs. we. It's funny that we'll we'll grab onto something like Zelda. Right. And we'll play Zelda. For forever, for, right. for 20, 30 years, but we won't get into Dragon Quest. And even Final Fantasy has a very niche crowd here in America. Yeah. It's actually funny you mentioned that. As I've, this whole discussion, I've been reading up on the history of Dragon Quest. And um, so originally, the reason why it was so accessible in Japan and so successful is it came out when, and I think it was 1986, Six, yeah. uh, when you had to have like a complicated, expensive PC to play like. A complicated game, but Dragon Quest was accessible, and it then would, yeah. uh, so in Japan, everyone was like, "Cool, like Dragon Quest is accessible. Let's play this game." It took off in popularity, even though it was simple. It was menus and item screens, and you would just see like three creatures in front of you and a menu for what you wanted to do. Um, but in America, it came out alongside Legend of Zelda, and right. for Legend of Zelda, it was so popular, and there was so much like that action gameplay of just walking around and discovering things alongside a very like clunky at the time menu. And then Zelda Two came out. That tried to do the exact same thing exactly. of of not turn-based stuff, but still random encounters and that kind of thing, and leveling a lot more. I, and no one likes Zelda too. And then, like alongside that, so since Dragon Quest came three years after uh, when it released in Japan to America, that's also around the time when Final Fantasy came out. And Final Fantasy, compared to Dragon Quest at the time, was very colorful, and you saw like all the. And we like on Final the Fantasy more. Yes, exactly, and so that's why Final Fantasy has changed how it has evolved in America yeah. versus how Dragon Quest has always stayed the same and why it does what it does in Japan versus That's America. That's the explanation I wanted. And they yeah. tried. They it, it used to be called Dragon Warrior in the States. They gave it away, uh, the first one, with like a copy of Nintendo Power. Wow. So like a ton of people from my generation have played it, or at least that first just one. Just didn't stick. It, yeah, for whatever reason, it, it just wasn't part of the zeitgeist for well, forever. Yeah, right. It sounds like it's one of those timing things. Like it just yeah, yeah. It yeah. came out alongside something, and everyone went down this path instead of this other. Yeah, path. It's, it's almost it's, like uh, why is Fortnite beating out PUBG when PUBG was first the game? And a lot of people just attribute to the fact that Fortnite was free. Yeah, and, absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah. And and so then it wasn't you, bad. Yeah, you got it. It wasn't bad. And it was it was it had its enough difference from PUBG, right? But because it was free, you got this whole young crowd who just gets it, and then they're they're all playing it. Yeah, it's it's always been overshadowed by uh, Final Fantasy and other games like that. I, back in its heyday, it was one of the first like console RPGs. Like Ben said, most of them were on. Um, 
PC, so they took inspiration from like Wizardry and Ultima and things like that to bring it to the console. But yeah, it's never, it's just never, um, it's always had, um, you know, competition from Final Fantasy and other RPGs that gotcha. have kind of overshadowed. Okay, cool. Well, based on the level of polish, the quality of life improvements, yes. from what you've played so far, and we yes. can get another update next week once you've, I'm sure, completed to. the final 80 hours or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, do you feel like this one could be the breakout? Do you think this one is nailing the things it needs to do to break out with the Western audience? My head... <sighs> My heart says yes. Your heart says yes, but the cynic in you that I know lives there says, nah, this ain't well, gonna happen. It's just there's so much other stuff to play. Yeah. There's there's Spider-Man coming out. Yeah. Um, there's so no, coming out. I, I would love to be wrong, but there are also no other games like this. Right, they're all very different right genre. Now. Yes, and that's why I appreciate you giving me the time to talk about <laughs> it. And why I really do, and why I love it so much, because I think it's always been underappreciated. And I swear, once it there's something about this franchise. Once it gets in your blood, you just love it. Like it's um, the the last main one they had come out for console here was Dragon Quest VIII, and I think that was PS2. So it's been a while. Gotcha. Jeez. Yeah, and I'm waiting for your fix. Yeah, and it, it it's just fun. It's you know I, I think some of these RPGs are kind of making a comeback. Your Etrian Odysseys, or your your sort of really hard. Dungeon crawler, party-based, turn-based game. So we'll see. Um, and I'll, yeah, I don't know if it's the best right now. It, it's very fun so far. So I will update you. What's the age range that could play this? Like, is Anyone, this like can little kids play this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I think because this looks exactly like something that I could like, I could sit my eight-year-old in front yes. of, and she would probably love the style and the story and everything. And right. as long as she's able to actually play all the mechanics, she'd, she'd, she'd rock it. And it's not dirty. It's not, you know, there, there's a, like I said, there's a little fan service, but nothing, you yeah. know, too bad. You're just, well, son, that's, she's a dancer. Yeah. I mean, that's how, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of, pun, all, almost all of the enemies have pun names too, like cruel cumber instead of cucumber. So platypunk. Yeah. It's a little platypus with a mohawk. Like I hate puns, but I love them in this game. <laughs> so how did the how did those translate back and forth then? I don't know. I, it's kind of like how they translate the Pokemon names because I have no idea. Because Squirtle is a play on Squirrel and Turtle and Squirt. Yeah. But that's not how it works in Japanese. So there's just there's a translation of turning our American version into that. Okay. Like there's someone whose job is to do that. Yeah. You also. And I want that job. <laughs> it's also weird. They've they finally introduced some sort of different character progression where there's like a little grid. You know, you get skill points, and now there's a grid you can put those points into. It used to be, and it's still mostly is. You get you level up. Uh, you you get more strength, more everything. It decides how much to give you. Oh, and you just learned a new spell out of the blue. It just gives it to you and shit like that. Hmm. So it's um, just but, divine inspiration, really. Yeah, yeah, right. You just magically learned this. You don't have to go to a shop or anything. It's great. So it's fun. Again, thank you for letting me talk about it. I, I love Dragon Quest. It's just. I'm glad so you much. enjoyed it. I'm, I, I'm getting enjoyment out of your enjoyment. <sighs> it's just, yeah. I've stayed up like so late this week. Like I've kind of been worthless at work just to just to play it. I wouldn't say that, Brian. It, the worth has come just, around now. Just mostly. Just yeah. mostly. No more than usual. Yeah.
All right, well, uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Graveyard Keeper. Last week we agreed that we were going to play it, and then some of us did, and some of us didn't, but that's okay. One, one, one other of us did. <laughs> I played. Oh, you did? Okay, Brian Yay, did. okay, so we can talk about it, but before we get into that, I uh, want to thank our sponsor, MeUndies, one of, our, one of our favorite sponsors of all time. This episode of Glitch Please is brought to you by MeUndies. You've heard us talk about them a ton. We've had them uh, as a sponsor on the show a bunch of times, uh, but... I, I, you know, and I understand that if you don't, if you haven't tried MeUndies, it can be difficult to like quite understand um, because it, did you feel real good on your junk? Um, look, I they've taken over my underwear drawer, so it's nice when I get up in the morning. I'm not a morning person, by the way, mm -mm. but one of the highlights of my day is like looking at my underwear and being like, what am I feeling today? Are we gonna go with like, know, like animal print, like a green army man? Am I feeling like? I don't know, I'm feeling like 90s color block, and then I'm just in like, I don't know, I'm in a better mood. It's fun. When Wearing fun underwear is great. Also, they feel really, really good. Uh, they use a micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than regular cotton. Uh, they really, it feel like the second you feel it, it's great, and I have, uh, I have a whole bunch of them, and I've never had them peel either, which is important. That's, you know, when you get the little, little like, uh, the little like balls on the cotton where it just like oh, it, it yeah. rolls up a little it bit. Starts to disintegrate. Yeah, I haven't had any of that on uh, on any of my MeUndies. So it's a great fabric. You're gonna want down there. Uh, MeUndies just launched a brand new membership. You can level up your top drawer or whatever drawer you keep your underwear in with new undies every single month. Members gain access to exclusive prints that no one else can get. So. Yeah, extra exciting underwear. They get special member pricing on every product MeUndies makes, and you can switch styles or skip any month you want. Plus, get 15% off your first pair with free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, so you can try them for free, and you can be like, these are great, and go on, or like, no, I don't like comfortable underwear. Then I, you know, then I'm all relaxed and I fall asleep too easy. You know what? Keep them. They don't want them back, and you you got some some free underwear out of it. So go to meundies.com/glitch. That's meundies.com/glitch, and get your underwear on. They're so much fun. Okay, now we can talk about graveyard keep. Okay. AKA Spooky Stardew. So this is the game. Um, it came out recently. I actually bought this back when it was in alpha. And uh, so I could get like the first couple hours worth of, of content just because I, I like the look of it. I like what it was going for. Uh, and you like these kind of games. You're in. I do. Yeah. This is this is definitely my kind right. of game. So, you know, keep that in mind when I talk about it. Like I like liking these kind of games. They're my jam. Right. So they make me real happy. And also because I've played a lot of Stardew, love the new update. It's amazing. Really digging multiplayer. So happy. Can't wait for that to come to the Switch as well. But uh, I also feel like, for the most part, I've seen most of what Stardew Valley has. You have to, to at offer. this point. Well, yes, I have, like uh, I have aggressively seen. God, if you haven't, this game is doing there. it wrong. Well, yeah. they added a lot of new stuff in the new update. Okay. So there is a there is a lot there that they've added okay. to. But you know, you only get that the the first experience once. Correct. Does, does Stardew have graveyards? No. Well, I mean, no. There. I mean, you you go through kind of a, a kind of graveyard area in it's town. It's not like but, death and stuff. And there's like a there's like a monument to your your grandpa and where his ghost. That's true. Your little shrine. Okay. There is a yeah. There is one tombstone. You got a ghost. Yeah. Um. But this is very different. So, uh, you start off. You're on your way home from a convenience store. <laughs> you got start your groceries, off so whatever, sadly. And then, 
bam, you get hit by a car. While you're looking at a nice picture of your like wife and like baby. Who, yeah, who like <laughs> like loves you and you're like, I'm gonna go home and then bam, you get hit by a car. And you wake up in like this medieval town Fucking and you're like, what the hell the is going on? They're like, you're our new graveyard keeper. Here's a body. And Did you pronounce it Gary or Jerry? Jerry. Jerry. Okay. Yeah. I, it, for me, it's uh, Gary has to be. So you have to. Your first task is to dig up a uh, like a, a head, a skull. He's a skull. He's and, a little uh, skull buddy. Yeah, it's G E R R Y. To be Gary. Gary, I would require it to be G A R Y. But for Jerry, it's required to be J E R R Y. It's just a, a soft G. Okay. I'm Any, not saying I'm on I either side. I'm just saying that your logic has holes in it. I like Gary. I think it's a Gary. I think he's Jerry. Anyway. What if he's Gary? Moving along from why you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you dig up this head who's going to start to like orient you. And he's like, all right, well, here you get the body. Now you got to do the autopsy. Now you got to bury it in the graveyard. Right. And then you've got to open the church so you can then give services. It is um, it is a little bit more directed than Stardew Yeah, Alley I would say that, that you like have him from the get-go is one of the biggest differences from Stardew in that you do get like the mailbox help and some people sometimes come by and give you little tips. You literally have this helper who's talking you through like right. the first, he's talking you through the whole game, but you know, the amount of game I played, he's with you for the first 30, 45 minutes in a lot of detail. Yes, hmm. and so he'll walk you through really the those early steps and then Then you meet Eddie Murphy, the donkey. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, the the communist donkey. I the talking love it. donkey. He's amazing. Uh, he also gets really furious with you later. Did you get to the part where he he gets mad at you because he doesn't like doing these deliveries for free and he's oh not yeah 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 making he any money and so he, so he leaves you a nice little a little donkey pie on the road. But oh. slip in by the way, and it's disgusting. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you basically your goal is to train up and become a good graveyard keeper with the. End goal being that you want to get back to your life. Yeah, got it. You're, it's like it's like a carrot on a stick that if you're good enough at this, then you will get to what you want. So there's an end point to the game. Well, that's you what's don't being. Just, I don't know, but that's what's okay. being like explained to you. It feels like. Yeah. So you you start off and you they'll just drop these bodies off to you. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to try to make the best graveyard possible, and that involves uh, you. You get experience in different things, and then you can spend them to unlock new abilities. And those will do things like uh, when you, uh, you know, when you go through and do an autopsy on a body, you can take out like the fat and the blood, and that will then increase the quality of the corpse when you bury it, making for a better graveyard. Oh. And you can get better gravestones and better like uh, like little graveyard. Like a grave fence. Like more impressive. You also make sandwiches out of the meat marker. Yeah, that's actually uh, that's concerning to There's me. There's a lot of cannibalism you, that I noticed. Yeah, you can you can take meat off them and you can use it in cooking. That worries me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you but could it just sell kinda, it. Yeah, it's to like the if you, tavern in town if you get a if you get a uh, you can a license. buy a counterfeit stamp or something. Yeah. and then you can sell it in town. You just sell your body <laughs> meat, and they're like that meat looks delicious. Yeah. It's disturbing. Very uh, Sweeney Toddus. Yeah. There is also. Um, <laughs> Farming, and uh, there is mining yeah, of resources. It's like wheat. And so you, yeah, you can grow some crops. It starts you off, and you can only grow a couple of types of crops until you uh, get a better relationship with the, the the farmer who's selling the seeds. You go in, you grow the crops. They don't. Well, the early crops at least don't require a lot of care. They will sort of grow. You harvest them. You can get some seeds back, so that you don't have to keep buying entirely new all the time. Mm -hmm. But then there's also wastage unless you get good fertilizer and so on 
So it's right. there is a farming element. Sort of higher quality crops. Yeah, yeah and there's also <clears throat> a foraging element in that you, you can chop down trees and you can uh, pickaxe your way through a bunch of rocks to harvest things that you then use to make new tools. And there's degrees of like, like Okay, you can chop this tree down. Okay, but to chop this tree down, you got to make a better axe. You need a better axe, skill. Yeah. A better skill, and and then there's the same thing where there's a combat part of it where you can go and fight. You know, essentially the whole dungeon part of the game, the sword and that kind of thing. Um, so there's like there's a lot of similarities with Stardew in that. There, so I do find in the early game at least some of the things they don't explain to you are end up being more confusing than the things that they do. And maybe I just didn't feed Jerry enough alcohol. He, he helps yeah, you out. Yeah, he wants then beer all the He's time. like, bring me a beer. And I was like, bring me a wine. And I'm like, you know what? You have a problem. I'm going to let you dry out for a little bit. And so I just go off and do my thing. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that because as a result, uh, there are these three different through like points you can get. You can get your green points, which yeah. is, you know, you'll get from like chopping down trees or harvesting mushrooms or or whatever where it's sort of like the like green living stuff and then there's red ones which is uh, you'll get those from like rocks and I think wait or I might be getting those confused mm -hmm. I think red comes from rocks and uh, then you spend those and then there's blue ones blue ones are science points oh and to get those you have to like you can't start getting those until you open your church right. but when you just see them sitting at zero and you see that you need some blue stuff to start unlocking further technologies, it gets a little confusing right. until until basically you all tab out to a wiki and go, what's the blue thing and how do I get <laughs> right. it? Uh, so there are, in you spite of- You also talk to ghosts. That's true. That is true, you do talk to ghosts. There's like a whole like thing where like the ghosts talk to you. Like at the, at the beginning of the game, like a ghost will tell you like, need you to get rid of this body because the person who lives in that body is a dick. And so like, we do not them. like having him in the graveyard. Like so, you need to defile the Like you need to get like 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 dig it up and get rid of it. Then oh. you go to try to get rid of it. And then someone's like, hey, what are you, why are you trying to get rid of this body? But then they're like, instead of getting rid of the body, you could burn it. And so then you learn how to burn it and it's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you need to any bodies so when you uh, you get a body and there are like there are different sort of like Qualities ranges one. It'll start decomposing as it sits there until you pick it up and go. That's what happened thing. to my body I was dicking around too much. Yeah, Ugh. and then yeah, there's a percentage that it goes down but Yeah, basically once it either like drops below a certain level uh, You can there are some things you can take out of it. that will try to increase the quality of the corpse, but Some of them you just don't want in the graveyard. So you got to burn them. Mm -hmm. Just skip the burial. Just skip the burial burn it Okay, you know. like they're bad people or something, like or, or bad ghosts or bad corpses. Okay. Yeah. yeah, or not worth your not worth decreasing the value of your graveyard. They're gonna bring you down. <laughs> yeah, big time. Which is a really sad way to look at a graveyard, but you know it's the game, <laughs> so uh, you have to play the game. There's also, by the way, a really. Um, did you meet the cardinal? No, I only I've met, met the bishop. This bishop, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the bishop's weird, but He's kind uh, of a dick. there's yeah. a. I met a cardinal. And he was like, "Hey, come to this witch burning with me." Oh yeah, no, no, I did meet the cardinal. And he's scary. He's to he's me. clearly like being set up as the uh, the bad guy. Yeah, to a certain he's like extent. he's like he's the sketchy. Inquisition. Yeah. I do not like. Oh, gotcha. okay. I do not like where he's going. He gave me the, the heat yeah, yeah. Place. But yeah, you do go to a witch burning. <laughs> and you just sit there and you're like, "Yeah, you watch him burn the witch." Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more crafting. It feels like in this game. With like, you get the tree trunks and you bring them in and you have to like cut up the actual tree trunks and turn them into stuff and then turn them into things so then you can make another workbench. So there's there's crafting, I haven't played Stardew in forever so I, I remember there was at least a certain degree of making 
yeah. objects, but not nearly as much as even at the beginning of this game. It does seem to, like, Stardew uh, crafting unfolds more slowly, whereas this, like, a lot of things will unlock very, very quickly at the beginning, and as a result, it can get kind of overwhelming, and also it's really difficult to get some of the things you need right at the top, so okay. you end up being in a position that you need to buy some of the things before you can really get them for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, things like... Uh, like iron ore. Yeah, yeah. In order you to can like, then oh, uh, before you just find fabricate into yeah. Um, you can find like in a swamp. Yeah, but before that point, you can also just like go to the blacksmith in town and you can buy iron ore. Yeah. Which it costs money and it's ex you know it's expensive right. to start off, but helps you to then build some of the things you'll need to work with iron ore in the future. Okay. There's, I mean, there's also like the whole energy meter in it, but it's different than how it was in Stardew in that the energy, you use up energy, but Stardew, like if you if you ran out of energy, you then were penalized. You, yeah, you pass out and you lose. I didn't, I didn't discover a penalty yet in this where you run out. You just can't do anything more, so you got to go back home and go and to rest. sleep. Okay. Yeah. But in Stardew, you always had to be like, all right, I have this much energy to get back to the house. Right. So I cannot go past this or else I will like be penalized. It's not good, yeah. Yeah, and so the, the other difference as well being that unlike Stardew where you go to sleep for the night and then you wake up at 6 a.m. the next day. Right. In, uh, in this, you, you keep whatever time you want. You, you can go okay. to the bed and it will rest you until you're all the way rested up and then it will just wake you up at whatever time that is. And then you mm -hmm. go about your, the next cycle of your day. So if you're up all night, you're up all night. Sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. But oh. it's cool. It's, it's, I, I found it very fun, very relaxing. It's that it's that grindy kind of game that if you like this kind of grindy stuff, it's perfect for you. If you don't like if I mean if you didn't like Stardew, if you don't like, you know, sandbox games like that, obviously don't play a game like this, but this is definitely something where you can just zone out, enjoy making your graveyard, do the little cutesy things that they tell you to go do and work up your crafting and Is it is it it's definitely so it's definitely like a you make your own fun kind of game? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you do have more goals in this one. Like it's you know it's driving you towards uh, building up your church. Yeah, that's really what everything else is ultimately sort of driving you towards is like making a really rad church, and so it you do have a more clearly defined goal in this one. Whereas Stardew Valley, you get your farm, you come out the first day, and you go, holy shit, this farm is a wreck, and then you can. You can, you know, fuck off and go fishing or go in the mines or go do whatever um, as those things unlock. Mm -hmm. But they unlock over a period of days, not once you accomplish specific tasks. Or maybe I got that, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah. I, I think some of those are just time-based. But um, then, you, you know, you sort of do whatever and that's much more decide what you want your end goal to be and have some fun with it. This is, all right you're gonna need to get your church going mm -hmm. and, and make it great. And there are other things you can do around that, but they all will sort of fold back into churching it up. That's, yeah. And probably, I don't know, there's probably gonna be some shit going on with the Cardinal. I haven't got to that yet. I, is, is the stuff you can interact with like pretty clear? Cause the art style is like a little more vague than mm -hmm. Stardew, where in Stardew things like really pop out like what you can touch and interact with. Is that pretty clear here? It looks really great. I didn't have any problem, I didn't have any problem exploring either. and figuring okay. out what I can interact with. So no, I, I think it's pretty clear. Okay. Um, the one confused, this is such a silly thing, the one confusing about the game, um, the the days are not, the days they're are not weird. days of the week. 
There's like, are you like, I don't know, are you like days? Purple Cross Day? Yeah, it's oh. those symbols up there. Those, that yeah, so there's For some days, fucking like, reason, they're know. like, no, we're not going to follow a conventional, you know, what is it, a Gregorian system or something? Like this person only comes <laughs> around on Blue what Moon is it? Day. Gregorian. Gregorian. <laughs> you were close. I was close. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, it, what did it, you say? Gregarian. That was one letter off. It's a very talkative system. Yeah. Um, it, so you like you, you read the dialogue and they call it's like fucking prince's name in like symbol form that you just say what the day is as opposed to like ah you can go to this store on Tuesdays or you can go to this store on sun upside down with an X through it. It's like I don't understand. I still don't get why some bodies are not allowed in the graveyard. It's not that they're not allowed, it's that some, not all bodies are made equal, okay? So they- Is it like a segregated graveyard? I, well, like, they- Wow, it's, Brian. In a way- That would be so racist. That would be very racist, but I, uh, it, the way that the guy uh, introduces it is literally just, they go, they, they love being dead, like they're very calm and peaceful and everything. Having a nice time. They're having a nice Chilling time, relaxing. but this, but the, the corpse is the receptacle for the soul that hangs there, and if the person was a dick, bad vibes. Then they're just they're just got like it. you're stuck you're next to a bad neighbor. Our, I got you. And so they don't want to be next to the neighbor like for Hitler's all. Like Hitler's body. Or yeah. They don't want get him out of our neighbor. Yeah. Yes. Is, is there any combat? Yes. There is combat. Yes. There's a sword, and you get like a whetstone to sharpen the sword, and that kind of thing. So yeah, and there's it's giving, there's, me, it's giving me Diablo vibes. I know it's nothing like that. There's like, items that are dropped from you doing the combat, and that's that kind cool. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, interesting thing too about the tools is they all have durability. They wear down and they break, but but then you can actually repair them as opposed to they just go. Yeah, and so you you get a whetstone at the beginning of the game, and they go, all right, you're gonna need to use this whetstone to sharpen stuff. That Weston will just hang around in your inventory. You can use it as many times as you want. You use it every time to sharpen up something that's broken. And you get it back. So it doesn't get used up. You just... You think that's it's, just the in, a, it's just the inconvenience of going to... You think to that's just an early access system? The wheel and grinding it up. I don't know. It's no, a, I think that, it's just another way of going around. That's a little weird to me. Well, I think it's better than like the penalty of where you have like tools that just disappear, like in some games. Like in... Uh, uh, Let's say like seven days to die, you use up a pickaxe and it breaks. Or Minecraft, you, you, you use it up and gone. it just shatters and it's gone and you get nothing out of it. Legends of Zelda. Legends of Zelda, the new it's one, yeah. So sad. Uh, but this one is like, yeah, you have to go back to your whetstone, but I don't know, at least you don't have to use like materials every fucking time. No, that's true. It's just a, it's just like one of like a weird little detail about it. But overall, really fun game. I'm digging it. What like? I've only played like an hour. Good music. What what sets it apart from Stardew? Like, if I like Stardew, what is this going to offer? I mean, it's me like that, we were talking about. I mean? Yeah, we were talking about uh, what we get, that whole Metrovania genre. It's yeah. like there's little differences in those right. games. So this is the same thing where there's just little differences. Right. The tone is very different, obviously, because Stardew is all about you know like, hey, you're going to make your pretty little farm and go find a mate and everything like this. And this is like you know. Uh, you you got to make a graveyard, and you're going to be dealing with this weird, you know, uh, cardinal and bishop and everybody, and uh, you have like, it's 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 tonally different. I think yeah. probably is the biggest yeah, yeah. change. The tone is the is a big thing. Mechanically, there's there's obviously big changes because it's uh, there's a focus on 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 a different kind of resource system than the farm. Um, so there's definitely that. 
uh, but tonally, it's very different. Um, I haven't even gotten the inkling that there's going to be that. I haven't played it long enough, but there's not even like a whole like go and give people gifts so then they could be your friends and you're going to build up a friend meter right. and then like, it's like there's not that. Like nothing's wrong with that, but it's different. it's different. Although you do build affinities with people and you'd be like, oh, this person likes you more. Now. Yes, and you can get and you can get bonuses unlock, out of it. Yeah, that'll then like unlock like new things you can buy okay. from them or get from them or whatever. That's cool. But it's yeah, it is um one. The, the vibe is probably like the biggest thing that strikes yeah. me is being different. Um, two, it's a it's a nice change. Like I said, I feel like I've I've played Stardew, right. so this is same sort of genre, different experience. Uh, I like it. It this one actually feels um, almost sounds weird to say, but actually feels more indie. In that I felt like Stardew, even when it released, was a very very like polished, yeah. tight experience. Like everything seemed real, like really, really like nicely done. This does feel a little bit more indie. Some of the things feel a little bit looser, right. but uh, overall still a lot of fun for me. And a communist donkey. And the communist donkey, okay. yeah. yeah. He said he was from a left-wing stable. Is that a political statement? Yeah. It's, well, he he's was making a about joke about how, yeah, like he, uh, yeah. how he only gets paid five carats a day and he has to work for the dude who owns the wagon because he doesn't own the wagon and he, and so the the wagon owner gets all the profits and he only gets his five carats a day and how this is an unfair system. So he's going to start charging you in order to drop off bodies mm. and you have to pay him in carats as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, it's, it's good, good, good music. It's got that fun little, you know, pixelated graphic system that you love to look at. And it's, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to play it once. Once I'm I'm done with a couple of games I'm playing right now, this will be my chill out game. Yeah. yeah this is a good game to just pass a lot of hours mm -hmm. and not realize it. Like we were just, I'm going to throw it on my, I realized I could throw it on my laptop and this is definitely one like you're just hanging out somewhere and you can just pull it up for a second and play your graveyard for a little while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you said you I got like it running that. on what, MacBook uh, Air? My, my five-year-old MacBook Air runs it fine. Kind of yeah. like started, you could pull up on any yeah. computer you yeah. wanted. Are you, did, were you playing keyboard mouse or controller? Keyboard mouse. I started playing keyboard mouse, switched to controller. I like controller a lot better. I hate controllers. All right, well then. Um, <laughs> well, I, I just felt like, for whatever reason, but, uh, when but I was you're right. I, I'll it, try it out I felt because... like it was meant for a controller yeah. that then got remapped for keyboard mouse, which is weird because it's a PC game. Yeah. But it felt like it was meant for a controller, so I started playing that and instantly hmm. it, it felt a lot better. Gotcha. I think it's on Xbox One, too. Never mind. All right, It's available for Xbox Game Pass, so if you Okay, okay there you go. Yeah. All right, so if you have Game Pass, then you don't even have to pay extra to try it out. I wasn't trying to, like, actually, you know, I just noticed that. No, it's okay. Hey. <laughs> actually. 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 Uh, no, but that's that's great. That makes it yeah. a little more people. I guess I'd only paid attention to it on PC because that's where I knew about the alpha and I got it on Steam. Mm -hmm. Easy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's what we think about Graveyard Keeper. Should we talk about some news? Let's do it. Talk about news. Talk about news. So, first of all, Battlefield Five got delayed. Oh no! Ah. Not surprised. <laughs> so the yeah, so it's been delayed now. It's coming out November twentieth, and um, that's a bit of a shift from its initial October release date. What was the, his, what was his, uh, the uh, ostensible what was, his, what was his first original date? Uh, was October 9th, um, or 19th, 19th. Sorry. October 19th. So it was coming so out the week before Red Dead. The week before Red Dead and the week after Call of Duty. So it was just like bam, bam, bam. A terrible. Bam. Yeah. And you know you. It's used to coming out within a week or two of Call of Duty, but I think throwing Red Dead into the mix, I just already had a lot of people looking at their wallets and budgeting and going, well, 
this one maybe I don't need. Yeah. And so they have decided to delay to November, and the, ostensibly it's to put some finishing touches on their new content distribution model. AKA because, to let people play Red Dead. <laughs> Get yeah. it out of their system. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, you know, their, their thing was like, we just need to polish these little things, so we're gonna give it a month. But uh, I think that there are a lot of things like uh, pre-orders not, not performing where they um, were hoping to see and all that kind of thing. That And everyone basically going, y'all, this might be the Titanfall 2 of the year, and if there's one thing that EA doesn't want Battlefield to be, it's the Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, they sent out to die. Yeah. Wait, explain that to me. So right. Titanfall 2 came out uh, really close to Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. And, it, like, it was within... And Battlefield within, 1 as well, right? Yeah, it was within, uh, like, a, a week or two of those. Gotcha. So it was another one of those, like, really packed lineups over gotcha. a very tight window. So that's why and, everybody, the way they were talking about Titanfall 2, was like, oh, it's actually a really good game, but no one's playing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah because it was an incredible it, game. at the time, it was like, well... This one, like the first one was cool, whatever, but eh. And then, or we got Call of Duty, or we've got Battlefield That's 1. It. And there's everyone, all right, well, the one that I don't need was that Titanfall 1. And so then everyone, the people who played Titanfall 2 were like, you guys, but it's like really good. Yeah. And so it maybe got a little bit of groundswell after the fact, totally. but it basically when it came out, it like EA put it out against so many heavy hitters, it just had no chance. Putting a movie out next to Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. So this this is at least like they're trying to move into a less crowded window. The big game for November um, on my radar at least is Pokemon Let's Go, and that's mm. not that's, that's like that's, the Venn diagram of that is very separate. I feel exactly. Like. <clears throat> so I think they're feeling a little bit more comfortable there. Makes sense. Um, and so we'll see if it has um, any any impact on the game's actual performance. Do you think we'll see anything else move out of October? Um, I think everything else already moved out of October. Mm -hmm. Remember, for a long time, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the only game in October, yeah. and nothing else had announced around it, and then Call of Duty and Battlefield both said, eh, we're gonna do October. <laughs> everything else is coming September. Uh, Assassin's Creed is coming September. Uh, Tomb Raider, September. Is there anything early in November? Um, I not that is not that I'm aware of. I think everything tried to mm -hmm. just clear the decks. It yes. must be <laughs> wild to be in that position where you you're putting a game out and you can just look at all these other games like like Moses like parting the sea, <laughs> just like get out of the way. It's like when a Star Wars movie comes out too. Yeah, yeah everyone just clears. Well, and don't crazy. don't games do most of their sales that first month? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. that's like. Yeah. The, the big. You know. So I want to I correct something real quick. Uh, so the games coming out in September are Spider-Man, Destiny's Expansion, and uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. October 5th is when uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Never and mind. Super Mario Party I'm very wrong. Well, th those are early October. Though. Yeah, those they are early October. plenty of eh, opportunity to buy I'm them. I'm still very wrong. Um, <laughs> Thanks, hmm. Ben. No problem. Yeah, I found, I, I saw that uh, Spider-Man just announced its first DLC will launch like October 23rd, which is like just four days before, or three days before, uh, Red Dead, and that's after. Uh, I'm taking uh, no. Red Dead launched October 26th. I thought it was 19th. What's 19th? Uh, it, that was that, was, that Battlefield. was Battlefield. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll so, be. I'm taking off. I October 19th is going to be Dark Souls remastered and Soul Calibur 6, and then November is when we're going to get uh, Hitman 2 and Darksiders 3 and Fallout 76. Ooh, yeah, and yeah. Darksiders 3, I feel like should be on my radar way more than it is, considering Why? how soon it's coming out. Mm-hmm. 
I just but feel they didn't talk about it at E3 this year. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of getting a quiet treatment. Maybe mm -hmm. they're going to try and do like a whole blast ride around launch because they already realize that it's that there's lots and lots of attention on all the other games to up to that point. So maybe they'll push really hard, basically like starting in November. But it does feel like that's been a little quieter than I would normally expect. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be. Yeah, we're, we're getting to the busy, busy holiday time. Spider-Man next week in particular. We did get some early copies, so we're playing through that now. Um, and we'll be able to talk about that for next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, you got God of War. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> If Spider-Man had a beard. I played, I've been up. playing WoW anyway. It's fine. <laughs> um, and working on all the, the tech stuff. Yeah, I want to talk about office that. Office tech exploded. <laughs> I want to talk about that. It's been, the, it's been your full-time game. Yeah, I'm going to leave right now. To go, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so do you think that the delay is going to be enough to save Battlefield, or do you feel like the between the combination of... I think I've made my opinion pretty clear on Battlefield, so I don't need to say anything else. Yeah, okay. I'm going to piss off more uh, people. I think, I think Battlefield has its audience, and I, I, think that, I think that maybe their pre-order numbers are going to be hurt, but that's only because... Uh, of weird marketing choices. I mean, not not that the girl, like their marketing not, choices not, not that point. the girl thing was a weird marketing choice, but their response to all yeah. that was kind of combative. Yeah. Um, and I think that in any any situation you're in, like kind of egging people on, whether they're right or wrong, it's just not. They keep getting into the news with bad things. Like that's their way of like their marketing campaign of how to stay like it's, it's, in the talk is like ah get upset at the fans ah announce that we're not actually releasing the battle royale mode ah we're delaying it well, like, that's I mean, their plan I'm pretty sure E3 they did note that the battle royale mode wasn't but it was still something that came out in the news like of them like announced like I, I, like we're all talking about it so it's working but it doesn't mean we're gonna buy the game I, I, the thing <laughs> is, is that I think Battlefield I, I played it at uh, at E3 and and actually like played it was fun like it played I'm really sure. well and like it's I haven't I think it's one of the better ones of those in a while. Gotcha. And so it's kind of a shame because it's actually like shaping up pretty good. I I, th I think it's totally a, a situation where I was just thinking a second ago, I was like, God, I would hate to be one of the developers watching the marketing team do this because this can happen in all the industries from from. I doubt, games. I doubt it's even the marketing team. It seems like people higher up than that. PR then. Yeah. Let's say PR because it is their job, even PR, to make sure your fucking CEOs don't say stupid shit to your audience. And so... Uh, that, but even regardless, is the people who are on the ground who were making this, I'm sure, quality game with, with a lot of heart and soul put in for it. years. Yeah. Yes. And then they see ability. the people who are the voice of their game just, like, ruining this atmosphere yeah. around it. And yeah. so I, my heart goes out to them because those are real people right. doing hard work. Yeah, there was, even, there was, like, stuff I was playing, and I was like, this is totally different and fun. Like, you can build up defenses around turrets and... Like there's like cool destructible environment stuff yeah. and the way the days change over over the course of the, I think it's war mode is the thing. It's, like, it's a cool game. Cool. Maybe it'll find its audience. Like after you know after like, it launches, all this shit maybe blows the, the conversation will change. I don't know. Well, also worth noting that I think that uh, among the hardcore gaming audience, EA's reputation has been very very damaged by things like Battlefront 2, which is also a dice game, and so a lot of the really hardcore audience, the people who might normally be tempted to pre-order games, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna hold off and they're gonna wait and see what is actually in the game and what is not, and then make a decision. You know, you 
it is true that you don't have to buy the game before it's out. With things like digital distribution, you can buy it whenever you want. You don't have to that worry my, about all the copies being sold out. That was my favorite meme, that, or one of my favorite memes that came out of the Cyberpunk announcement was that like on the PC Master Race subreddit, it's everyone going like watching the Cyberpunk you know, demo and then also looking over like, don't buy pre-orders. Look at the demo, don't buy pre-orders. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's, it gets hard sometimes. Well, and also, if you don't play it immediately, most of them go on sale pretty quickly. So it's like they drop. Mm, you can get some. Uh, it depends. I mean, I, pretty quick. I guess pretty quickly is relative. For me, pretty quickly. Six quick, months. That's that's so long. That's not quickly <laughs> to me. That's uh, again relative. D you know, it depends on how busy you are. Like Destiny Two just went free. Right. Yeah. Oh well, for PlayStation but Plus. If you wait, been a year. I, I know, but for a game to go that's pretty free quick for to go on plus after yeah. a year, that you know, absolutely. That's if you don't care about being in the moment with the conversation that's, about it, yes. then yeah, like I and there's games like that that I totally go, ah, I'll play that in a year when this goes on Steam sale because I don't care about yeah. talking about it right now. Absolutely. The biggest one I've seen is I know like God of War launched April 20th of this year and it was on sale for half off I think two weeks ago. Damn last it! Week. So yeah. Fuck. Wow. Someone tell me when it goes on sale again because I'm that's getting a, a PlayStation. Steal. I gotta that's play that goddamn game. That's a steal. That's a steal for that game. Yeah. It really is. That's a great game. Damn it. Yeah, you missed out. Fuck. You and your Spider-Man PS4. It's coming, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Uh, but is it a the, week away, two weeks away? Uh, it's week a and week a half? away. Next Friday. Week. So speaking of Cyberpunk. Yeah. We got our first gameplay. Segway. Uh, this was the so this was the Gamescom version of the demo, which was a just very very slightly updated version of the E3 demo. Any differences? Mostly but... just in terms of things they talked about, I think. Okay. You didn't uh, tell yeah. me the main character of Cyberpunk is literally just Sombra from Overwatch. Well, well it's, I mean, it's, it's, they changed that. It's 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 varied. It's you create your own character. Oh, the one. Okay, then the character they decided to do was <laughs> to bring Sombra from the Overwatch and put her in Cyberpunk. I mean, I would argue that Sombra just looks like a Cyberpunk genre character. Put Sombra next to a picture of her and show me differences. <laughs> it's almost like the hairstyle and everything, and even the fact that she's like that hacker and like Shades, has a gunner. Like yeah. it's you just described like every cyberpunk trope. I'm Anyways. just saying Google that image and you will be like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they did They did have like a, a pre-recorded voiceover that touched on all the points as opposed to at E3, it was a live uh, presentation, so some of the th things that they worded were a little bit different and this led on to a little more information. Right, uh, I think I saw Alana say that uh, she saw the demo at E3 and said that this was very similar if not the same thing except the one that was live they showed and they even asked the audience that was watching the demo to like tell us to look or point somewhere and we'll do that and they could show that they Basically to prove that. that it's a live demo, Whereas right? this one is being played by a person who obviously knew what they needed to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they, yeah, the E3 thing I think was specifically trying to prove that it wasn't a pre-recorded demo. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is still like it's a very guided demo. Everything they do is very, very intentional because they are walking through very specific things. Like no one in games walks like they do in this demo. Everything's very like smooth. With purpose. And like walking. When and I you, play, my you know, person is like ADD and, around, like, and is like looking in a million directions. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I freak out um, when I get shot. Yeah. So, you know, what, it's, they, they are being very careful. Like, like how they show it off and make it look lovely. They didn't but, even spray and pray once. <laughs> exactly. But they do go through really all, all of the um, 
like all of the major gameplay things. So seeing here, uh, you're you know you're going through. That's a shot through the wall. So you're seeing such a good feature. And this yeah. wall gets wiped out. Yeah. So you're seeing these um these sort of like wall physics, and that's really dope. I like that right. a bunch. And, and but that's again only specific weapons oh. and specific walls. Uh, but you're also seeing uh, weapon damage there. You see the numbers, which the developers have confirmed you can turn off. Mm -hmm. I love because I after I love yeah it shows you well, when you get better. I, I like, like them, yeah. but uh, also you know not everyone you don't, does, yeah. and so they were like, yeah, you can turn that off or whatever. That was apparently very contentious point uh, after when people were talking about, hey, it's you know damage numbers, and people were like, that sounds awful. So they're like, yeah, I mean, it's fine, the, you can turn the, it off. The thing is, is that enemies have a health number, and it's not just like you get a headshot and they die. So I feel like you want that feedback. Yeah. To know how much health right. they have, to know how much damage you're doing. If your loadout is working. There was a game recently that there was like that. There was like the damage numbers, and someone had made it away so that when they shot this thing that had like riddled it with bullets, it was all 69. And so it was just nice, 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 <laughs> nice, 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 nice. It was, it was fantastic. Which is all the more reason to have damage numbers. Just so that you can try and shoot for 69. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. That's... I always think of Borderlands when I think of damage. Yeah. 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 It's, like... You know, it is. It is very. On, like honestly, it throws back to the fact that it was initially a tabletop game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, and you need to roll and you have different sure. damage. Uh, so it is a little bit of a throwback to that. But I also understand it, if it feels a little bit too um, arcadey for people who are looking it's for so like this, the very like immersive experience. Yeah, especially you when know. the numbers get bigger and it's a crit. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, isn't a little different color maybe? Doesn't wow? Yes, that? of course. Yeah. So wow, like that's that's, and that's, that's a, the best. You see little numbers, and then you see the big numbers pop. Yeah, when you're like a, a rogue <laughs> and you get a big backstab or something like that. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty satisfying. What what are you guys' initial impressions of like the, the aesthetic and the game? Uh, I mean, I like it so far. I like the city. The city looks incredible mm -hmm. to me. When yeah. she walks out into the larger, it's a that's like, that's yeah. such a moment. That's yeah, a, dude. Yeah, I love the yeah. dread mega structure. Uh, yeah, that yeah. you live in. That's it's, if I could have one critique of it, it was a little more drab than I was expecting. You were expecting drab? more drab? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a little it's a little muted. There's so much color in the city, and it's mostly neons. Like that's the thing is, that's I mean that's an aesthetic choice, of course. Like Although everything. I see that it's kind of neon on concrete. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is like it's this like dystopian city, but there's neon everywhere to try to make it look flashy. It's I guess that's just their. That's their choice. I, I love the way it looks, especially when you look up that skyline and there's all those signs that are all different colors and like that right there. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. The devs did really, really, really want to stress though that this is not what the final game is necessarily going to look like. They were really, really worried about. Yeah, I mean that's what everyone always tries to say a thousand times when they're showing a demo like well, this or this early on. Well, they, 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 they had a, a little note hidden in this demo that was one frame that was like, "We owe you, or we feel like we owe you an explanation of why we didn't show this off earlier." And basically, it was like, "We don't want people to take this as this is what the final game will look like because mm -hmm. it, it's all still in development yeah. and subject to you change." Know, every, everything, yeah, everything is up for changing basically. Yeah, until it's locked, and it's and, not and, locked now because you know there have been a lot of games that have. Uh, caught flack for quote unquote downgrades uh, based on like what they show at something like Including The Witcher 3. Yep, The Witcher 3 was one. Uh, Watch Dogs is like the is probably the like the most egregious Definitely. one in recent memory. That one where made me mad. They show yeah, they showed everything and then it like n it looked nothing like mm -hmm. that in the final like game. Like quality wise. Yeah, yeah, Watch Dogs was like rough, their, dude. Like their like yeah. their their weather and everything was just way off. Yeah. And it turns out people ended up in the PC build finding the E3 settings and tr being able to turn them back oh, on, shit. which was really weird choices, yeah. uh, you know, that, that Ubisoft made. I guess they uh, 
they said it had to do with stability, but regardless, the final game didn't look much like the it's E3, nice, yeah. the initial E3 demo, and so uh, since that point, people have been, I think, more. Wasn't that the whole meme for No skeptical? Man's Sky? It was like they showed off the footage from the. First no, that that, that was it. Wasn't necessarily as much about the visuals as it was. It was about what they were showing in terms of like the environments and the the types of biomes and the then the creatures. There's a pretty good yeah, video. also about the visuals. There was a pretty good one that was showing off like what they showed at E3, and it was very much like more the grass picturesque with and, the dinosaur yeah. and the and lake. the dinosaur are great. And then they cut to like the Jurassic Park theme song like with the, with you know through a, a like recorder. Weird, like, derpy and it's like this derpy dinosaur. So it was yeah. the same kind of thing. And it was just like had its little. Arms. That one was a downgrade, but that was almost like uh, such a downgrade across the board yeah. that it's not just like, it oh, they, they turned visuals. the graphics slider down a little bit. Right. There were a lot of things <laughs> I, with that one. I will say, I think this Many game... Many which have been addressed, when, have been addressed now. Sure. But yeah, I, I will say this game looks good, but I'm not like, I'm not blown away thinking it's the greatest looking game of all time, and I think that's Agreed. maybe a good thing and, and like works in their favor where we're not going to like hope for this like powerhouse of a, a good looking yeah. game and then it gets something that's not quite that because I think it looks really great don't get me wrong but it's not like it's not blow it's not crisis it's not blowing my mind like that it's not as good as looking can, as a 2007 it, but can game. it run crisis <laughs> yeah now you're saying but like the bump that crisis felt yeah like. yeah it's not that much of a jump. a leap forward yeah. compared to everything it feels else. it looks like a lot of other games yeah. in terms of just visual fidelity to me yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of the appeal of this one is like the aesthetic is really cool, but I think it's going to come down to a lot of gameplay yeah. and what they do with it, which is where I think CD Projekt Red has a lot of potential. Yeah, I want to see like the scope of all the the powers and stuff you can use because they showed the mantis blades, and that was like my favorite part of the whole demo is when they run on the wall and they like look down, they quick hack the guy, and they go down and just like stab him, and then they chop the other guy's head off because he can't use his gun. Ugh. and then also the the bullets bouncing off the walls was so. Freaking you know, cool. One thing that um, that I was a little bit surprised by, I guess because I was I was watching it and I was like, this looks really awesome, this looks great, this looks like what I was expecting. Uh, there was a lot of response online from people who said they were disappointed. People who were like, <laughs> I was expecting what? it to be like some crazy thing and this actually just looks basically like DSX. Uh, and so there are, you know, there are people that I don't, I'm not sure uh, entirely like what that set of expectations was. Yeah. But they, they were actually kind of disappointed by what we got with the demo. I could definitely see the like absolutely looks like Deus Ex. Like it's very much a cyberpunk first person game, and there's dialogue choices and things and alternate paths to take and things like that. But I mean, I, I guess people were just like, I guess because it was behind closed doors, and you got all of the biggest press outlets yeah. coming out of it and being like, this is gonna fucking change your life. Too much hype. Pe people just had nothing to go off, so they just built it up in their heads. Yeah. Right. Um, and Which is I, all I, I don't feel that way because I went in with no expectation. I, I was just I, like, you also I walked, saw it though. Yeah, I was surprised, and I was like, "Oh, it's first person! Holy shit!" Like I had no idea, and like that was my surprise. But I thought it looked awesome. A lot of what I'm reading from devs are they're trying to figure out how to deal with the hype of the game. But like the trailer that debuted two days ago has six million three hundred thousand views, and that's like three hundred thousand more than the uh, Red Dead Redemption Two trailer that debuted over a week okay. ago. So they're trying to figure out how to deal with the hype train. I mean, yeah, right. it's, like it's, the, it's a lot to manage at this point. Uh, you know, and maybe some of it too is like the E3 trailer that came out for Cyberpunk was was pretty spectacular. Yeah. It was very, very flashy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Cinematic. maybe people yeah. were somehow expecting yeah. more flash, whereas this is, you know, it's a little a bit slower. Look, you're walking around and you're not shooting anyone. You're not jumping over everything. You're sliding under anything right now. You're just it's such, a, it's such a perfect demo, though. It's like it's it's 
showing you all of these little like moments that you might have in the game and like touching on how they like how they can affect your gameplay and like how the choices are there and like the driving and just every like they touch on so many little aspects that like you're gonna want to do yourself. You have drunk the cool so much. Dude, it's such a great demo. Dude, of course I have it. Yeah. And like, the missions I love it. Are, the missions are just cool too. Like that first mission and then the private ambulance shows up and Oh then, yeah with the, the trauma team. Yeah like and they're like pointing guns at you and then the meeting with the, the one guy who's like you know Dex. you're kind of Dex. Yeah and it's yeah. like moving up and then the bitchy sort of corporate agent who's he like screws you. Yeah. yeah like it's just I, I thought it was all really cool it was super compelling and just plus that juxtaposition of just uh, a dystopian shitty world but it's also very vibrant oh, at the same time and there's all this sort of life and advertising and this you, sort of corporate hellscape did you watch altered carbon yes i feel i feel like this is um got a really uh, interesting, similar aesthetic to Altered Carbon. It's a Netflix series okay. uh, based on uh, one of my favorite books. Oh, I need to read. You need that. to read this. Uh, first of all, great book to read. Second of all, um, the show has a really cool, futuristic, dystopian, cyberpunk Love it. Uh, aesthetic yeah. to it. Cool it reminds me a lot books. of this. It's a lot of like there's the concrete, there's like the the dirty, grimy under parts of the city, and then there's super glitzy parts where the rich people live and never come down to like you know the gross parts. Right. And uh, that's how I'm, that's, I'm getting a lot of very similar vibes from this. You know, same thing, Blade Runner, very similar. Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. Very similar yeah. thing, lots of concrete, lots of neon. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, I, I love the aesthetic and I love the way that Me they've too. taken all those little inspirations. And they've also said like, we're taking Mike Pondsmith's Cyberpunk, was it 2020? Um, and we're using that as the base for this whole game and we're staying very true to that while also adding our own 57 year ahead of time like additions like they're taking that world and, and evolving it a little bit and man, cool fucking cool. looks great yeah and then the concrete makes sense it's a very efficient building material and <laughs> what, what what are you gonna do except not yeah. be efficient <laughs> I agree yeah uh, yeah overall I'm pretty excited it actually kind of makes you want to go back and play some more like DSX again? It, I literally, when I got back from E3, I loaded up DSX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, but uh, curious to see what all of you think about the demo as well. We did our own commentary over it, um, just with some additional notes that you had confirming again, beard customization, beard customization. the uh, the yeah. most important feature of Especially for any me, I need to make my own game. cyberpunk. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you think about it. If you were um, disappointed, I'd love to know like what people were expecting all the only detail I, I really saw from people was like I was expecting more and I you know I'm I'm not sure that's a terrible critique well it's just that it's you know it, it is difficult sometimes to quantify you're like I you're like what I just know wanted? that this isn't this wasn't it hmm. you know but but a lot of um, expectations can be kind of nebulous but I would be really curious to see if you know if there's any like further details about yeah. what people might have been expecting that was a little bit different because so far this looks like what they uh, promised yeah. to me. So really curious to know more about that. Um, also let us know if uh, the change in release date for Battlefield 5 moves your will buy, won't, be, won't buy meter in a specific direction. Very curious to know that. Uh, and what, do you anything else? All right, just those questions then. That's the only homework is to answer those questions. You got comments. homework. Uh, that's right. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk about Spider-Man next week. Very, very exciting.
And uh, also, if you're a Rooster Teeth first member, make sure you check out the website, uh, thenew.tv. We will have an episode of New Game Plus exclusively for Rooster Teeth first members. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week to talk Spider-Man.